Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Another week, another episode, another show. We are back. Black Broadway presents The Core Report. You know what time it is, man. We do the news over here, ladies and gentlemen. So every week, you know what I'm saying, we just got to give you the rundown of what's going on in the world, what's happening daily, man, because this whole thing is nuts, man. Yo, we got so many stories to cover today, man. Everything from the whole STEMI situation, you know we got to talk about that. 45 and his foolishness. You know, you give this guy two, three good days uninterrupted, he's going to give you a bonanza of foolishness. And, of course, we got to cover it all. Man, we got to really talk about United States of America's deep, deep slide into authoritarianism. That is exactly what's happening here. We're going to explain it. We're going to show you exactly how it's happening, where it's happening, all of that. You know the protest movement, Don't Stop. International, we got lots of things to talk about. And, you know, the sports. The sports are here, so we have to talk about the sports. But not in the way that y'all think. I don't know the score of shit, so I'm going to keep it a buck. I do not know the score. So let's keep it real. Let's get going with this news, man. Boom. First thing and foremost on everybody's mind, I already know, is the STEMI situation, man. What is going on with stimulus checks, man? What is going on with the entire government's plan in order to advance people economically. People are suffering in this country. Currently, they're having in-person talks, so I guess that's good. Schumer, Pelosi, and McConnell, and whoever is representing the administration in the room, they're having these conversations. They're saying that there is progress. They're saying that they're having conductive talks, whatever that means. But they cannot agree on the one thing that a lot of people feel is just the baseline of this whole entire discussion, which is this $600. Listen, $600 in the grand scheme of things to a government that has been literally printing money since March should not be that big of an issue as a payment to taxpaying Americans who received the stimulus, which I know a lot of my friends personally, especially in the service industry and just in the streets, ain't getting so at the end of the day, this $600 still is not covering the entire country or ensuring that the bottom does not fall out. This is just a Band-Aid on a gaping wound, and they refuse to put one on there. It's ridiculous. August recess is rapidly approaching, though. And I know one thing is for certain, that Congress does not like to work during the month of August. These folks will not be in these offices in Washington, D.C. So I'm very confident that a deal is going to be reached, but I just do not know what it looks like. Like I said before, we cannot do the two. The government talking about they're going to change that six to two, that's untenable. I mean, let's start the negotiation somewhere around 350, 400, and then we'll see what the pushback looks like. It's ridiculous. Either way it goes, these are the things you have to be aware of because this is what our government is planning to do with the citizenry and how they're planning to respond to everyone's very immediate needs, everyone's very immediate concerns. Like I said, your president, he has been up to nothing but foolishness for the past several days. And I mean, just where do we start? So let's go ahead and start here. He's still saying and professing publicly that this election will be the most rigged, most unfair election in the history of the republic. Now he's saying that he's actually suing, he's actually suing the state of Nevada for continuing to push their mail-in ballot program, and they've actually printed them and they're starting to issue them to any voters who would like them. By the way, big footnote, if you want your Maryland absentee vote-in ballot, go to my man page, de state delegate, my homeboy, Nick Charles 2, at Nick Charles 2, and go and get the link so that you can be sure that you get your voter registration, pardon me, your voter registration, of course, and your absentee mail-in ballot before October 27th, which is the deadline for those to be issued in the state of Maryland. At Nick Charles 2, get at my man Nick Charles. He got the link on his page. Get on top of that. Like I said in the preview, we are sliding rapidly into authoritarianism here. China, Hong Kong, as much as Trump disparages China, as much as he says the China virus and this, that, and the third, this man has aspirations to be Xi Jinping. He wants to run an authoritarian regime the same way that China does. China has also officially postponed elections in Hong Kong for the legislature. 
That's a whole other story. We're going to get into that. Meanwhile, the president is saying directly that it's China's fault for this virus that we're facing right now. He said this just uh, maybe a few hours ago in another one of his unhinged COVID-19 briefings, which is becoming just an extremely absurd practice every time it happens. Like, at one point in time, they had some pretext. They would have Fauci out there. They would have Dr. Burks out there. And there would be some adults in the room. The Surgeon General might be lurking in the background, you know, Secretary of Commerce, whoever. Now, these are just solo clown shows where he's literally standing up there berating reporters, coming up there with the league minimum amount of information Heaven forbid we talk talking about facts. There are no facts being presented. But the league minimum amount of information and the cable news networks and everybody is forced to air this nonsense. Everybody has to watch the shenanigans. I have reached a uh, fever pitch with all of this last week when I was watching these hearings, which to me could have been opportunities to get some real information out there, but just became very performative, very standoffish, and neither side really espoused any new information, but they definitely held to their grounds and fed their base. So whomever already walked in the room agreeing with them, they agree with them more, et cetera, et cetera. This is all that's happening right now in America, in our international you know, viewpoint, what we look like to the rest of the world. Meanwhile, things that the rest of the world is dealing with in a very authoritarian, very heavy-handed way, we are trying to imitate that. As opposed to America being, once upon a time, world police and being these people who, the shining city on the hill, we have the most freedom. Right now, we are actively trying to limit freedom. And I know a certain segment of the population, especially the youth, when they hear about this TikTok ban that's impeding... Trust me, that is going to cause a, a whole nother level of online dissent and recklessness that this country has never seen. I mentioned before in the, pre, in the broadcast that they caught the person who staged the verified Twitter hack of the century last year. When, I mean, pardon me, last week. They caught this young man. He was a 17-year-old kid from Tampa, Florida. They gave this kid 30 felonies. He's being charged as an adult. Like, listen, if this man don't flip and turn state and become a straight up worker for the government, his life is over, ruined for running a a Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency uh, scheme. Really, it was like a joke for real. I mean, he had people, he told people from Elon Musk's um, Twitter to send him XYZ amount of Bitcoins and he'll double it. Like on some real Nigerian scam shit. It was very juvenile, but this is being treated with the utmost sincerity by the federal government. And that leads me to this story about TikTok. TikTok. TikTok is now on the verge of being public enemy number one for the administration, for the quote-unquote conservatives, for anybody who feels as though they are having their views underrepresented. Now, there are some serious problems with TikTok. There are some serious problems with TikTok's information gathering algorithms and their data gathering processes and who and where they share that with. There are also some serious problems with content monitoring and content control on TikTok, where a lot of things have been censored in TikTok. One of the best examples of that is the whole entire plight of the Uyghur Muslims in China. Anything that has anything to do with that on TikTok from a content standpoint is immediately deleted, which tells you why we never see any of that stuff come across our timelines on Twitter or Instagram or any other place where we actually view TikToks if you don't have the app. TikTok is up for sale and Microsoft has been positioned as the chief buyer. It's been said that Microsoft and Bill Gates want to acquire TikTok and the president has given these idiots, this idiot, he has given these people 45 days. He said, you got 45 days to close the deal or else we're banning this app in the country. He wants to ensure that the U.S. not only has control over the app in the sense of its governmental oversight, but it also wants to have money from the sale of this app 
come into the U.S. Treasury. He's falsely claiming that the majority of the users of this app are Americans and America is responsible for the success of TikTok. Therefore, the money that the app makes or the money from the sale of the app should go into the U.S. Treasury. I don't know what kind of dystopian Fahrenheit 451, 1984 shit this is, but this is absolutely thought police, mind control. Anytime you people want to put out some content that you created that's original, that maybe reflects what you feel, your community, your viewpoints, or anything, if it's not approved by the content managers, which he proposes to be the government, if it's not approved by the content managers, then it's not going to rock. TikTok has been rocking like that. Trump is trying to put that in the government's hands. It's a very, very dangerous situation. Again, like I say, yo, we are the new Hong Kong, believe it or not. Listen, that whole entire facade of democracy is crumbling worldwide. And Hong Kong and the United States of America are the two most glaring examples of this false democracy, this false capitalism and this false hope of capitalism just crumbling and falling to its knees. Another thing that's falling to its knees in the American Republic is the illusion of the freedom of press. This is why I get on this mic and do what I do every day. I do it for one, I do it for 100,000. It does not matter because in this country, if there's anything that I believe fully and truly is you have the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Now, are there consequences for saying what you want to say? Absolutely. There's direct consequences, and there's indirect consequences. Hey, I might never be on the Ellen show talking the way I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? But that's the way I've chosen to communicate. And that is a choice that we are allowed to make in the United States of America. And we're also allowed access to information. The Republican National Convention, which is scheduled to be held in Charlotte, North Carolina, after all the fuss, after all the bullshit about COVID-19 and the governor of North Carolina is a bad person, et cetera, et cetera, they have brought the convention back to North Carolina after it was totally canceled in Florida, and they are considering for the first time ever not allowing the press to come. They are barring journalists from attending the Republican National Convention. It's like this, dog. If you guys want to have your Klan meeting, just say that. Say that then. If you guys want to have your Klan meeting and we're not invited, say that then. Because right now, this is ridiculous to say that the press does not have access to understand what the platform is for half of the political machine in the country. At this point, I don't know if they're in the majority, but they're damn sure close. This country is almost dominated by Republicans. And if it's not dominated by them legislatively, it's definitely dominated by that school of thought and the racism and the xenophobiaism, the jingoism that comes along with that. And they're saying, basically, we're going to have our biggest meeting of the year and we're going to, you know, discuss our platform and no journalist can come. You guys, you'll get the press release when we put it out. This is ridiculous. I Absolutely, that You thought they were about upholding the Constitution. You thought they were all about freedom of press and liberty, you know, so on and so forth. But that's only for a certain amount of people. You know what I'm saying? They let it be known. Even thank you, Jace. They let it be known, even though we already knew. And that's again, all of this points to the glaring hypocrisies in American. Uh, individualism and, and policy making. Like, they don't really want freedom. They actually want super totalitarian control. However, the participation of certain people is not to be questioned in that. So, they want absolute freedom amongst themselves, amongst the people that they would deem as peers. But when it comes to people who they don't, you know, particularly accept in their groups, they we need to control them. Hence the development of the police and all sorts of different policies. Again, that's a whole nother show, man. Let me stay on these headlines here. Because again, your president is selling you lies and hopes and dreams and falsehoods constantly. People don't understand that this guy has been saying since he was elected that he was going to solve the health care crisis in the United States of America. He was hell-bent on repealing the Affordable Care Act hell-bent on getting people to come out and vote against what he saw as the Obama administration's attempt to take everyone's 
healthcare and to socialize medicine or whatever. Bam, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. If at any time we could use a little bit of socialized medicine, it would be right now. However, they are still intent on tearing down anything they can tear down from the ACA and not coming up with any kind of viable replacement or viable plan. He said himself on Chris Wallace's show two weeks ago when he was spouting all kind of foolishness then. Two weeks, guys. Two weeks, we're going to have a full and complete. That's a quote. Full and complete healthcare plan. Two weeks later, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? And, and any, any idea that something like that could be passed before the election is just asinine and absurd. And you obviously don't know anything about congressional politics. So these are all super superfluous conversations that people are having about conceptual things that aren't really happening. Meanwhile, the facts on the ground are real. The facts on the ground remain the same, yo. Like I said, sliding into authoritarianism, I, I mentioned this earlier. Let me expound on this a bit. Hong Kong has actually postponed their elections for their legislation, meaning their congressional le um, elections, you know, in just regular parlance, you know what I'm saying? Their legislators um, has been blocking pro-democracy candidates from even running. They have actually been passing laws to block people whose platform is against this new system of government that Hong Kong is wanting, this authoritarian Chinese system that Hong Kong is wanting to install. They're blocking any type of candidates who are opposed to that, who represent people who are opposed to that from even running. Warrants for arrest have been issued for six of these candidates, activists within Hong Kong, and one of them is even a U.S. citizen. So again, the hypocrisy of the U.S. trying to say that, yo, we're all about freedom. We love freedom. We love liberty. There's actually a citizen of the United States being charged with sedition or, you know, heresy or whatever, you know, government plots to overthrow or undermine the government in another country, and they're not stepping in at all. These are the type of things that we're dealing with in this authoritarian regime. Also, another big story that's flying right under the radar, the Undersecretary of Defense, which is a very, very big, very big position. The Undersecretary of Defense is right next to the Defense Secretary. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of big responsibilities are delegated to this person. This the, um, nominee that the administration put forth recently was just totally taken off of the docket because they realized that even in a Republican-controlled Senate, they would not even have enough votes to confirm this dude. This dude is a certified Islamophobe, warmongering nut. But guess what? He got installed in the under-under-secretary position, which is right next to the position he would have had to be confirmed for, so the game goes on. Again, these things, the, the policies that are being pushed are being pushed despite the resistance that we put up, not because there is a lack of it. There's not because there is a lack of resistance. There is not because there is a lack of black people or brown people or whatever wanting to participate in electoral politics, wanting to see reform in the justice system, wanting to see reform economically. There's not a lack of desire from the people for this. There is a concerted effort by the government and by the people in charge to see to it that none of these efforts come to fruition, all right? And that leads us to protest, because that's what we do out here. That's what we've been doing since the murder of George Floyd, but we can really say since, man, we got off the boat in 1619 in real talk. Yo, this is crazy news. In Austin, Texas, we heard about, I mentioned this earlier on the program, there was a white guy, a young white man named Garrett Forster, who was killed at a Black Lives Matter protest in Austin, Texas, when a car drove into the protesters, into a crowd of protesters, and opened fire. The shooter has been identified as active duty Sergeant Daniel Perry. Again, I'm going to say this. Active duty United States Army Sergeant Daniel Perry. He said that he has Messages on, on social media, I believe Facebook and all of that, basically saying that 
protesters are anarchists and animals. And he said, send them on down to Texas and we'll show them that we don't play in Texas. And his defense, his defense now, because I don't even believe he's been charged. That's not the reporting that's coming out. He's only been identified. I don't believe he's been booked or charged with anything. His defense is all of this was in self-defense. So he drove into a crowd of protesters and opened fire in self-defense. And we'll see. Because in Texas, I'm sorry, I don't believe that that's not going to walk. You know what I'm saying? You will. We shall see, especially in whatever county it is. But, man, that's crazy, yo. Rest in peace to Garrett Foster. I hope his partner, who was a young black girl who was a paraplegic, she had lost her all her limbs. And her, it, she, him and her were partners. They were in a relationship. And he was pushing her wheelchair at the protest at the time that he was shot. Yo, so these are all, all around the board tragedies. You know what I'm saying? All around the board tragedies. And like, again, like you, shout out to you, Ree. You know how we move, how this is state sanctioned murder. Like, state extrajudicial, extrajudicial killings are a real thing. Like, and when people get killed in certain fashions or in certain circumstances, if the Justice Department sympathizes more with the killer than they do with the victim, then the results tend to reflect such. There's a very interesting study, just as a side note, that was done very recently about the outcome of death penalty cases where the defendant and the, is black and the person murdered is white versus when the person who is the defendant is white and the person murdered is a person of color. Yo, insane. Very, very, very disturbing. But not really if you know what time it is, like we know what time it is, and we've been knowing what time it is. So, back to the time that it's been in Portland, Oregon, they decided the federal agents have quote-unquote drawn down, and they have ceased to arrest and snatch up protesters in the middle of the night on the streets of Portland, Oregon. However, don't ever get it twisted. Operation Legend is still fully in effect, and it still goes on throughout the country. It's expanding. This operation is not sinking. It's expanding. The next place it's headed to is the Shy. One thing you got to understand about the Shy is in Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, former federal prosecutor, has basically invited them in. And she's invited them in not under the guise of protest, but under the guise of they're going to help assist the city of Chicago with its violent crime problem. Like I said, Chicago has been one of the most violent cities in the country since Prohibition. You know what I'm saying? Probably since before then. You know what I mean? Shout out to all my Chi-Town family who always watch this show and tune in and check out, man, for real. Because, look, Chicago has a culture, has a history of violence. And to say that you're sending in federal agents to quash this upswell of violence in Chicago is just, first of all, it's fictional. It's a fallacy. And second of all, it's setting up an armed conflict. What's going to happen when somebody starts taking shots at these federal agents or when these federal agents find themselves in a position where they can poss very possibly be overwhelmed or overtaken? You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen then? It's going to be problematic. It's going to be very problematic. It's going to be super problematic for the city of Chicago. Don't want to see a city under siege. We, I grew up, I live in a federal district. I live in federal property. This city been under siege my whole life. I don't know anything else but extrajudicial snatch-ups on the street. There are 23 active police departments that can arrest my ass in the District of Columbia. And all I got to do is drive one step outside of the jurisdiction of the District of Columbia, and I can get the state police. I can get several counties. What you want? Two different states? Several different counties, whatever you want. It's ridiculous, y'all. We live in a we live in a police state, and this is the manifestation of it right now in the form of this protest movement and the way that they are handling these people. Read, like you said, this is the COINTELPRO blueprint. COINTELPRO. I was listening again to Dr. Jared Ball and Dura Ben Wahad speak about this. There's so many people who are part of the Black Lives Matter movement as as we know it, as it's come to being coined by the media. Nobody woke up one day and said, this is the Black Lives Matter. We're called Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 blah. It was a hashtag. And it became to be known as the moniker of this movement. 
I don't subscribe to none of that. Y'all already know what we on over here. This is the Black Liberation Movement. BLM for real. You know what I'm saying? BLM and the BLM is going to require a BLA. And that's a whole nother conversation that we can have and we can get into whenever people want to get around to it. Shout out to the Not Fucking Around Coalition. You know what I'm saying? They on the right path. But we moving in this direction. We on BLM to BLA. Because you got to be able to defend and protect your standpoint, whatever that may be. Like I said, the militarization, the COINTELPRO, the intelligence that's been gathered on protesters, it goes deep. The Homeland Security official who was charged with gathering intelligence, he was caught putting together intelligence on journalists covering the protests, which is why I know that every time I do an episode, that shit go right in my file. I already know. I'm building up my, you know, case to be seen as a heretic, seen as somebody who could potentially be problematic for the state. But you know what? I don't care because if I created a couple of other problems while I was out here being problematic for the state, then that's great. The legend lived on. This mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? That's what's really important out here. This guy was reassigned after he was caught put, gathering, putting together intel files on several journalists who have been covering the protest in New York City, Seattle, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. Craziness, man. Listen, this is what's happening out here. They watching, and don't ever think they're not watching, man. Protests have been going on, though, regardless, because people are fed up. And like I said, not just black people. It's not just about black people with uh, police brutality. It is about the worldwide system of capitalism and repression that and imperialism and colonialism one time for re i know that's your word right there colonialism that is a plague on this planet yo and people are tired yo people don't even understand that all of these police departments and all of these different uh law enforcement agencies they receive training from the same people they all go to the same places did you know that the nypd has a satellite office in israel did you know that? Did you know that people all across the country, law enforcement agencies all across the country, send their top law enforcement officials, their trainers, to Israel to receive top training from their secret police, from their police who deal with insurgencies and urban warfare of all kinds in their annexation of the West Bank? They are, they are familiar with fighting in an urban landscape, they're familiar with insurgency tactics, they're familiar with low-grade, low-lethal low um, weapons. They're familiar with all of these things. They're familiar with how to handle these things. That's all I'm saying, y'all. Think about it. Just think. Protests expanding, though, not just black people. Again, New York City, sex workers had a huge march this weekend while they were protesting Basically, the decriminalization of sex work across the board, which is a worthy cause, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Because America is just such a perverse society that they make all of this so skeevy and so dangerous and so weird that it, it really causes harm to people. And they also have a, a law in New York City, which they basically refer to as the Walking While Trans Act, which says that, you know, pretty much transsexuals walking around in New York City are assumed to be sex workers and then subject to arrest and fines or whatever. It's a worthy cause. It's, a, it's definitely shining light, again, on the fact that the police are just policing people. Yo, you can't even be gay out here and do your thing. You are wearing dress. That's all you. That's your business. But according to these laws and so on and so forth, that's not allowed, and that criminalizes you. Just like me being brown criminalizes me. And I, I, I relate. I understand. Same situation. You know what I'm saying? Again, worldwide. In Zimbabwe, there have been huge protests going on because of the anti-government movement over there. And a lot of people are really upset with the government because their prior leader, Mugabe, who was a dictator, an autocrat, a definitely all-around, you know, controller and totalitarian in his country, was ousted from power in 2017. Their new leader, whose name I can't remember right now, I just didn't write it down, whose new leader, he... It's not much better. The The resistance is still the same. People are being locked up. Journalists are being jailed. All of that, man. Worldwide movement. And guess what? 
Those police retreat, receive training from the same police that receive training from those police. It's all a worldwide culture of policing and suppression in the name of imperialism and capitalism and colonialism. Colonialism, all right? Crime. This is crazy. Crime, I got a couple of stories on this crime. Yo, we're all having trouble with the pandemic. We're all having our own very real difficulties and problems with this. This is what it's like to be white and have your issues bubble over to a totally unacceptable point. Adam Zabrowski in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, was told to wear a mask. He went to a cigar shop. He was told to wear a mask. He says, what? He goes back to his car, gets his gun, pops two shots at the clerk, <laughs> leaves. Police, the clerk, tell, the clerk tells people what happened, I guess, police were gathered. The police arrive later at his home and corner him at his home. He comes outside with the AK-47 and has a seven-hour standoff slash shootout with the police. He was quote-unquote shot multiple times, but yet he's arrested and he's alive. His lawyer says he was having a very difficult time with the pandemic. He lost his job. He just lost his job. He just lost custody of his kid. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. Whoopty, whoopty, whoop. You know, that sounds like a regular day of being a black man to me. But, you know, don't let me get too carried away with it. Adam Zubrowski decided he wanted to let the chopper sing because he had a bad day. And because he let the chopper sing and because he's a white man in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania... He gets to go home. He gets to go see a judge. He gets to be judged by a jury of his peers and ultimately found guilty or innocent based on the evidence that the state has had to present about the crimes that he allegedly committed. George Floyd didn't get that. You know what I'm saying? Trayvon Martin didn't get that. You know, Freddie Gray didn't get that. Michael Brown didn't get that. We don't get that. A lot of us don't get it. Rayshard Brooks didn't get that. Corn Gaines didn't get that. Sunfit. And that's what it is. That's how they moving out here. That's real crime. This is a criminal enterprise. And when the real criminals rock, you got to see how it goes. Watch how this works. Now, another crazy piece of crime that happened several years ago, I don't know if you all remember, when the Boston Marathon was bombed, like terrorist style bombed, by two brothers of Eastern European descent, uh, Darzaghi, I, I don't give a fuck, you know, whatever their name was, um, they were the bombers of the Boston Marathon. This was epic. This Boston Marathon, obviously, is one of America's premier sporting events. It's the, definitely the premier thing of Boston. They bombed the finish line. People were hurt. People lost limbs. Three people were killed. Hundreds of people were injured. Hundreds of people were injured. The other brother who was involved in this ran and had a shootout stash Stay standoff with the police, which ended in him dying. I don't believe I don't know if he killed himself or if they killed him, but it ended up in his death. And his brother was arrested, apprehended, and given the death penalty. Today, or should I say, yeah, no, this was today. Today, he was uh, released from death row and granted a new trial because allegedly the system did not account or the judge did not account for implicit bias in his jury pool. Wow, that sounds a lot like every trial I've ever been involved in and everybody I know has been involved, every jury trial. And you know we don't even make it to jury trial because a lot of us just cop out. Because the judge tells you off the break, if you go to jury trial, you are going to jail. Not only are you going to jail, you're going to jail for a much longer time because you took us through all of that. That's how they intimidate us off of our constitutional rights of a fair trial. Happens every day in the court system. This jerk got a whole new trial taken off a of death row. Meanwhile, Mumia is still on death row. You know what I'm saying? The Mumia Abu-Jamal been on death row my entire natural life, and he's still there. You know what I mean? Clown shit every day. And while we're talking about judges, the judge who was just the victim of that horrific crime in New Jersey where this guy dressed up as a FedEx delivery man came to her house and shot her husband and killed her son, 20 years old, student at Catholic University right here in Washington, D.C., 20 years old, dead, 
defending his parents from a crazy madman. She speaks out today, and man, it was just crazy. It was crazy to hear how clearly and how vividly she told this story and how horrifying it could be to even think that something like that could happen in your home and happen to your children. And she was calling for protection. She was asking for more protection of federal judges because their information is public record. And any idiot, any madman could come up and find you and take you out of here if they disagree with you. Now, we all know that taking out a federal judge is the most heinous of heinous crimes. Like, you might get hanged twice for some shit like that. But apparently in this new world of political zealotry and, you know what I'm saying, like, just gun-crazy America that we live in, nothing is beyond the pale. Nothing is past people's, you know, um, grasp to attempt. And the person who attempted this, or the person who is responsible for this act, was found a day later in their apartment in Manhattan, I believe, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. So they killed themselves. And apparently this person was a lawyer with a real anti-feminist agenda who had actually argued a case in front of this judge prior, you know, craziness. I just do not understand why we allow these things to happen, why we live in a country that loves guns so much that this type of crazy shit can happen. And, you know, you have to see and deal with the real consequences of this, man. This lady's the first Latina judge at the district court in New Jersey, and now she got to bury her son. It's, it doesn't make any sense, man. You know what I mean? All of this in the name of, you know, advancing some uh, abstract political agenda that nobody can really put their finger on. It's just a pushback against what they feel like they're losing in America. And it's very, very disturbing, yo. I'll tell you what also is disturbing. The classification of people as essential and non-essential and who's important and who's expendable and who's not expendable in this COVID outbreak. It's crazy. Georgia schools, largest school district in Georgia, Gwinnett County Schools, has had 260 employees test positive for COVID-19 or say that they have been in very close contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. This county school system has 180,000 school kids, 180,000 school kids. Teachers are petitioning the governor of Georgia, begging, please let us work from home. The students, they've already agreed that the students will learn virtually. There will be no in-person school. Students will learn virtually beginning, what is it? Um, okay, August 21st. August 21st is when their school year starts. Teachers were told to report in person for training to prepare for school on July 29th. Several have called in sick. Several have called out. A lot of them are just not going in. They're scared. They, they're worried. And, and rightfully so. The people who educate our children are just as important as our children. I don't understand, like, the, the disconnect here. I, I, I don't see the issue. But apparently the governor of Georgia, who we all know is a sham anyway, that's definitely supposed to have been Stacey Abrams' seat, but that's what happens when the secretary of state is running for governor and he gets to be in charge of the election and he doesn't have to recuse himself because of a conflict of interest. This is what happens. So... Georgia just proceeding with the idiocy. I don't know how this is going to work out. I know D.C. schools said that we're going all online to begin with. The push begins now for my laptop, for my son. DCPS, come up off that. We need that. ASAP. You're so anyway, moving into the international news and the international world. Again, the rest of the world seems to be taking this thing pretty seriously because the numbers are undeniable. 770,000 people dead across the world due to coronavirus. That's the worldwide death toll right now. Lockdowns are going crazy all across the world right now. The whole entire world right now is reinstituting, reaffirming their commitment to social distancing, to mask wearing, to locking their citizens down, sheltering in place in order to keep this pandemic from spiking and keep this curve from rising again. Everybody except for us. In Melbourne, Australia, they have declared something I ain't never heard of. A state of disaster. 
They've instituted curfews, an eight o'clock curfew, strict rules on how many members of the family can come out daily to, you know, get groceries, strict closing of all non-essential businesses. It's crazy, man. Australia, not fucking around, okay? And they are an island in the middle of the South Pacific. They're not connected to any other landmass, and they're not fucking around. Meanwhile, their neighbors, though, over there in New Zealand, having it up. Shout out to the Kiwis, you know? The Kiwis are doing really great, man. You guys are doing great over there. Keep up the good work, man. Female leadership, uh, you know, I talk about that a lot. I know I wouldn't be doing this well with the core report if it wasn't for my wife. Female leadership, yo. <laughs> you need it in your life, man. Real talk, yo. Again, across the world, coronavirus going crazy. South Africa surged so crazy that it has shut down the hospital system. South Africa's hospital system is overwhelmed at the current moment. South Africa considered the modernized country in Africa, the most modernized country, maybe next to Egypt. You know what I'm saying? Considered... Egypt, South Africa, and perhaps Morocco are considered part of the quote-unquote Western world when you get to talking about Africa. However, they're experiencing the worst amounts of coronavirus infection. Why is that? One word, my favorite word today, colonization. Colonization. Colonization is criminal, and colonization leads to contamination. People come in and they bring all types of different shit. They bring all types of different wildlife. They bring all types of different diseases. They bring cultures and customs that oftentimes do not have the most positive impact on the native inhabitants, on the indigenous people. I'm just speaking to the history of colonization. You can take it how you want to take it. You know what I'm saying? It's craziness going on in the world again. The Supreme Court says that Trump can now divert the uh, money that was meant for several other infrastructure projects, defense projects, all types of important shit, to the wall. So go ahead and build this border wall, man. You know what I'm saying? They gave him, now they gave him the judicial go-ahead to do that, meaning that the judiciary branch, the legislative branch, and of course the executive branch is all on board with building this silly-ass wall in order to keep immigrants out of America. I don't think that's going to be the issue in the, in the next few years. One of my favorite, favorite lines from one of my favorite songs, Cell Therapy by the Goody Mob. My man CeeLo said, he was talking about his gated community that he moved in in the first verse of Cell Therapy. And at the end of it, he says, every now and then, I wonder if the gate was put up to keep crime out or keep our ass in. And that's what we're going to be asking ourselves about this wall. Every now and then, we got to ask, is this wall up here to keep Mexicans out? Or is this, or we, is this really a prison? Is America now a prison? Are we now not allowed to go anywhere? You already see our passport is worth absolutely nothing internationally. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that's still going to Tulum, though. We see y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the passport's worth nothing. Right now, we can't, you know apply for student visas or anything like that to any of these places that we like to go visit and corrupt in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? None of that Peace Corps shit, none of that, you know, UNICEF, none of that's happening right now. And again, we're trying to create a wall to keep people out? I don't know, bro. You might want to reconsider your position here. Again, now we're talking about keeping people out or keeping people in, Here's an interesting thing that's happening currently. There's been, for the first time in the United States history, there is going to be a fee associated with applying to the United States of America, the place with the Statue of Liberty, for asylum. You have to pay to apply for asylum in the United States of America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, the place with the lap, the Statue of Liberty that says, bring your tired, huddled masses. Same place. There are only three other countries in the world that charge a fee to apply for asylum there. And asylum means that you're coming as a political refugee, not you're just coming because you're just tired and you just want to be an expat. No, you're really legitimately in fear for your life and your safety in whatever country you lived in prior. Fiji, Iran, and Australia are the only three countries that require a fee to pay for asylum, to, to apply for asylum. America's fee now, $50 of Virgil. 
It's going to cost you a Virgil to apply for asylum out here. So you got to get your Virgil. Don't even come to America if you don't have a Virgil. Don't even, if you're walking across Central America, if you're walking through Mexico, you're in the desert right now, if you don't have a Virgil, you might as well turn around. That's what they're saying. Insanity. And alongside of that, there's been, just for you, you know, current citizens, migrants, whomever is teetering on the on the edge of legality, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jay, what you say? Pimps calling it choosing fee. <laughs> I never heard that before. This is a choose America that charges people a choosing fee. And America is a vicious and brutal pimp. This is not gonna be good for these people. They're signing up for exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, hey, like I said, if the gate was put up to keep crime out or keep our ass in, we don't know. And now, an 80% increase in the fee to apply for U.S. citizenship. Just as a cherry on top for y'all. 80% more. 80% more. It's whatever you, whatever bag you had. And according to all my immigrant folks, I'm heavy out there in Montgomery County with the immigrant African diaspora. Shout out to all my brown union, my, my, my Latino brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm all, all of them legal, though. Shout out, shout out to them. They all on the legal side. It's my Jamaican and my African peoples that I be worried about, man. And like, yo, I know a few of them have had to pay a serious bag to stay in this country, to get lawyers, to get citizenship classes, to get the training, to go through all of the requisite steps that it takes to be a United States citizen. That shit ain't no joke, B. That shit ain't no joke, man. So an 80% increase in that is definitely going to be very, very, very prohibitive to a lot of people, man. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what these people expect or what is, uh, what, what, People think it's going to happen with immigration. However, I think that there's going to be a much more concerted effort of exodus whenever COVID-19 frees up than it is going to be about um, immigration. Because for real, I'm about to say, yo, these if you from Salvador, you walk my spot, I might be able to give it to you, bro. You can have it. I'm trying to get the fit up. You know what I'm saying? ASAP. So, anyway, before I get the hell out of here, man, I do got to touch on these sports and sports and sorts. Hold up, B. What you say? People in my family or friends and circle been on the list for 13 years to get papers. Facts. People been on the list for immigration papers for the better part of two, three decades. It, it happens that way, yo. Shout out to my homegirl, Laura. Yo, I seen her mom's got her citizenship. I seen a whole bunch of people recently had, you know, crossed that hump. And this is a weird time to be... What a time to be alive, right? You know what I'm saying? Crazy, 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 man. Yo, NBA, sports. The NBA is going out sad, y'all. I'm sorry. I've been watching the bubble games because I'm a junkie and I'm a guy and I do want to watch some sports and drink a beer from time and again. Bro, this bubble shit is whack. Man, look, they got dudes in here with crazy-ass whack haircuts. They got niggas with jerseys on that say freedom on the back. I said, man, what the... This nigga Kyle Lowry, Jersey said education reform. I said, bro. And then the edu- and then the explanation that the announcers gave for it, I wanted to throw my goddamn laptop across the room, man. I was disgusted. And I think this is all cap. I posted something in my Instagram stories. It was a story from the New Republic. And it was about how the NBA fumbled the bag. They had all the leverage. They had all the potential in the world to take this whole league over and turn this into a power play for the league, for players. And then that could potentially have turned into a big power play for labor, for people who really wanted to get behind the movement of workers being empowered over bosses. And the wages in the NBA just happened to add up to a way that they had some leverage. But you can't trust rich niggas with activism. They don't want activism. They want glory. They want accolades. They want wins. Like I said in this story, these niggas want to be somebody, man. I'm just trying to do something, man. I don't want to. I've been somebody. These guys, LeBron and them, yo, they want to be NBA champions and so on and so forth. My man Kyrie Irving, he tried to tell y'all the truth off the box. He said, man, it's only 30 dudes getting paid out here anyway, and I'm one of them. So let's stop the cap. You know what I'm saying? If we don't want to play, if we decide not to play, then it's it's a wrap for y'all. Of course, you know, Kyrie Irving, he's a flat earther. He's He's got a lot of shit with him. So, you know, people just brushed him off like he was talking crazy talk. But no, that man was talking the real. And the NBA fumbled the bag, missed a very golden opportunity to do this thing right. You know what I mean? But uh, 
Like I said, this bubble shit is ridiculous. I hope this shit ends sooner rather than later. Remember I told y'all about those Miami Marlins? They suspended their whole season. They, the Miami Marlins are no longer a part of the MLB this year because Florida can't have nice things. They don't know how to handle things. They don't know how to handle responsibility. They were handling this shit very irresponsible, and they got it out the mud, <laughs> as Kodak Black would say. They got Kodak Black. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what happens to Florida niggas who get out of line, man. They just, Miami Marlins don't know how to deal. The NFL opt-out is gaining ground, bro. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. said, listen, we need to end the season, bro. Like, we just don't need to have a season. These owners don't see us as human. OBJ talking that talk. But, you know, he's OBJ. And he hasn't committed to opting out either. So we don't know how that's going to work or how that looks. We'll see what's happening. But a lot of players have opted out. Broncos um, defensive lineman, Juwan James, man's left $10 million on the table. Opted out, man. He said, I'm cool. Health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? He had a brand new baby and shit. And I can't blame him because I just saw a video online of what the Broncos are doing to quote-unquote sanitize players. They got these niggas walking through a sprinkler like, like they going to the pool or something. Bruh, <laughs> with, with pads on, with a whole uniform. Are you sanitizing these shoulder the idiocy is beyond me. Again, like I said, man, I think I'm just going to call it a day, man. Like, another day in America. I know. I just want y'all to know I don't live in a, a hotel hole. Like, I, I do the news and all of that. But, like, you know, I do regular shit. You know, we watched Black is King, man. Black is King was so lit, man. I had to go out and get Joloff Rice immediately because I just was feeling inspired. You know what I'm saying? Black is King is lit. Might try to watch that again tonight. We might even fuck around and watch Hamilton. Might fuck around and find out. You know what I'm saying? But I know I'm going to get back into this green juice. I've been talking for a long time. I've been letting y'all know the news, man. The Core Report. Black Broadway presents The Core Report. I really appreciate all the love and support. All the engagement. Yo, get at me on Instagram because I be on Instagram because I don't got shit else to do. I'm not cutting no hair. I'm going to give y'all this content. You know what I'm saying? And my content is not lunch and sneakers and weed even though I have all the above. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's about this real shit that's going on out here. Black August, what's popping with this core report, and how we going to get busy out here, man. Shottown Ronnie checking in, man. Yo, I was talking, I was talking a lot about Shottown earlier in the day, man. Run that back. We going to get into that, man, for real. I need you to come on one of these days and represent for the, you know, for the official, the lakes. You know what I'm saying? Get on here and really do it. But, uh, man, like I said, yo, Entertainment, man. My wife been in here watching Moesha. You know, we really discovered how problematic Moesha was and, <laughs> and is. You know, R.I.P. to Hakeem, man. You know what I'm saying? Countess Vaughn did not deserve the fat shaming and slander that she used to get. She was cute, man. And she was hella funny. So we not rocking, man. You know what I'm saying? I seen all the thick pieces on Twitter. This is what you get. I can't wait till they drop those wares, brothers. That's when it's really going to get spicy. But, man, like I said, yo, it's Core Report. It's Black Broadway. Things work out the best for those that make the best of the way that things work out. It's just Monday, man. We getting at it. Yo, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin that the Core Report is rocking on all platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Bullhorn, Google Play, all of that. We all over your YouTubes. I'm, pardon me, not your YouTubes yet. We getting there, Ronnie. We getting there. We all over your Facebooks, though. We all over your Instagrams. And we're somewhat saturating your Twitters because I that's my place of peace. So I'll be over there chilling. Minding my business. But I love all of y'all. Thanks for rocking with the gang. See y'all tomorrow, man. Peace!